This is Allie. And this is Sage. And this is us on the This Too Much podcast. Yay! I need to change my Zoom settings because the scary lady keeps coming on. And I thought maybe you wouldn't hear it in the recording of the last one, but I edited it today and you certainly can. Oh, you can hear it? Yes. That's so funny. (laughs) I know. So, everybody, you're not going to hear it because I edited it out, but I need to figure out how to edit it. Like how to edit how to my turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody knows how to do that and wants to write into the pod um, about other things too, you can reach out to us at this too much pod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at this too much. Speaking of, we are hiring a <laughs> Ali's like <laughs> laughing at me. We're hiring an unpaid intern. <laughs> If you want experience on your on your resume with some yeah tech things, let us know. Yeah, sticks in the mud need not apply. You sure. know, yeah. Anyone who wants to have a fun time with us, <laughs> you know, apply. Grant, if you're listening, send an application in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just so kidding. we're on episode two of season three. Mm-hmm called a philadelphia story so with that sage would you like to read us the sage synopsis i would so the synopsis for season three episode two a philadelphia story says the pearson family comes together for kevin's movie premiere the teenage big three confront college decisions in the wake of jack jack's death kate and toby start ivf that's pretty much what happened Pretty much. It doesn't mention any of the Randall stuff, though. No, it doesn't. And I feel like that was also kind of... That was the best part of this whole episode, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but I do feel like it was, like, in the the ranking of stories here, probably C-plot. I know, I know. But can I tell you a revelation that I had while watching this last night? Sure. This is still one of my favorite shows, so I don't want to get a bunch of hate for this, Okay. But I had a revelation, which you kind of said this the other day, like a couple, well, not the other day, probably a month ago now. (laughs) But like, it was so much fun with these episodes that like, are tiny and minuscule, but also kind of filler. The first time you watch it, right? Because you're building to this bigger thing. And like, now that you and I know how this goes, It's not as fun this time because it's very much like the Wizard of Oz. Like, ignore the man behind the curtain because we already know what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, less fun and I'm more like, where is the substance? Because I love season three. I've been talking this up forever. Yeah. But we're only on episode two. And, like, I know that the next couple episodes, like, I'm looking at them right now. We've got some, like, really fun ones coming up, whether they're filler or not. Like, we've got Toby coming up. Yes. Did um, this episode still make me cry? Yes, it did. But <laughs> I get it. No, I I totally get it. Like it's just yeah. I the filler really builds up the story. Yes, which and we I don't enjoy that building right now right. because we already we don't, know. 
I'm not being a hater. I just wish I could watch this again with like brand new eyes because I like it's just so good. Yeah, there's like nothing like watching that first episode over again with the reveal. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you know. I hope that other, you know, I think we're gonna watch um one of Dan Fogelman's other shows. Yes, we are. I already um, watched it. Or sh- yeah, Wait, did you watch it? Only no. murders in the building. No, um, I'm, I thought you were gonna say Crazy Stupid Love. Oh. That's a movie. That is a movie. We are also going to talk about that at some point on this podcast. But yeah, I did um, rewatch it. I think we're going to talk about like we might watch like the pilot at least of his other like popular yeah. show right now. Um, and I kind of hope that it's like the same, even if it's not a story that I love. I hope that like the twists and turns and the shocking surprises, because I think this one is more of like mystery. Yeah. Well, he's really good at those, though, because Crazy Stupid Love, there's that, like... That's what I'm saying. Like, I love that, like, shocking, because once you, like, learn it, you can't, like, unlearn it, basically, but it's, like, yeah, it's so good the first time, you know what I mean? It's, like, the sixth sense, which is not Dan Fogelman, obviously, but it's so good, like, when you're, like, oh, my God, he's actually dead the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Absolutely. So with that, would you like, would we like to start the episode? Sure. Okay. So, so we start with a flashback. Yeah, we start with a flashback. Um, and it basically opens with Rebecca getting out of bed in the morning and making coffee for her and somebody else. There was two mugs there. Um, yeah. Which Randall, we find out, comes and claims the other mug. But I did think it... Did she forget for a second and is making coffee for Jack? Like just out I of feel habit, like, you know. I almost feel like though they lead you to believe that that's kind of what happened because Jack's voice is in her head like this whole time. Yeah, maybe a little bit. That's true. But yeah, um, teenage Randall's sitting there, and you see that they're at obviously not at their house, but they're in an apartment because they're all their mail is forwarded. Mm-hmm. Rebecca pulls out a big envelope from Howard University and she's like I don't think they send rejection letters in tiny envelopes um and then we find out Randall got in and Rebecca's excited Randall's excited the part in this scene that made me laugh so hard and I thought of you immediately was when Kate comes out to the kitchen and says get a room (laughs) (laughs) yeah I did think that was kind of funny I mean yeah the, the problem is, is that as much as it's like, and it might be the um, fact that Mandy Moore and Sterling K. Brown just have like good chemistry. And so then it kind of like turned into a joke. That's kind yes. of how it feels is I think that like, I'd love to see them in something else, like a movie or something where they're- I would love like, them to be a couple in a movie. That's what I'm saying, because I think they've got like really good chemistry. And so then like, I kind of like that they turned it into a joke to an extent, like with yes. Kate and Kevin, and especially when like, it's teenage Randall who like, yes. is just a, who's a different actor. So like, they don't have the same like chemistry, but you see it when they're Randall. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, it is weird. But I think that's what it is, is I think they just have so much chemistry that they like had to turn it into like 
we have to explain this somehow. <laughs> you have to explain why these two are attracted to each other, even though they're son and mother. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kind of. It kind oh of feels my that God. way. Like they have to like, at, I don't know. They have to like explain it somehow. I don't know. I agree with you. I just think it's really funny. Yeah. And then while Kate's in the kitchen, she gets in the Pop-Tarts, which, Okay. I just have to talk about this because I was like, I'm like, great. I'm annoyed already because she like gets in the pop tart box and like, but I feel like the, they almost use like the trope of like people who overeat are also lazy and like sloppy because when she grabs that pop tart, like obviously she just woke up, but it's like the way she's eating it, the way she like throws out the wrapper. She's like, you need to get more of these was like very weird to me. Yeah, I kind of get that too. I also think something that people don't like discuss, especially like as somebody that can be a little bit of a chronic overeater here, just yeah. speaking on my own Are, behalf. Aren't we um, you can be a chronic overeater of healthy food too. Yes, I know. That's, and <laughs> you know I totally I mean? agree with you. Uh, yeah, I'm just really, really sick of this. Yeah. Like, and I, I do think it's, like, important in the, in the context of, like, Jack, okay? Like, I get that. However, I don't know. This whole episode, those teenagers, whatever. But I just thought it was, like, annoying. But, yeah, you're right. Like, chronic overeater of healthy food also. Yeah, it doesn't have to be just, like, you're binging junk food yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? And right. I think that's, no, I like, totally kind agree. of, that's, that's how, like, they portray Kate most of the time. Even, like, when she's, like in the first season I guess like really on that health kick and stuff like she has her birthday cake in the in the uh fridge and like the note says like don't eat me or whatever and then she's like eating the ice cream like you can like there's other things that contribute other than just junk food (laughs) like no I totally agree and even when she like she goes to that gig and right after she had that miscarriage like she goes to a buffet right yeah it's just like it's too stereotypical, I guess. Yeah, That's it's it's almost it at that point. It, that piece of Kate is so such a caricature almost to me that yeah. I don't like it, and I'm really really sick of that storyline. Yeah, I get that. I'm I'm pretty sick of it too. Yeah. So then we are with Randall, and he's picking up Tess, Annie, <laughs> and Deja from school. And Tess and Annie are like, we can't go for Froyo because we've got our club meetings. Annie's going to the little farm <laughs> farmers club. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> Me too. I was dying of laughter that Tess's was the Taylor Swift club, but then Annie's like, oh, I can't go either. I have the little farmers club. <laughs> the little farmers club. If it had even been called farmers club, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think it was as cute. But the fact that it's the little farmers, little farmers. Oh my gosh, my heart. And then I want to be like, did Annie end up being a farmer? We don't know because we never see the rest of her story played out, which is the biggest injustice. Yeah. I like wonder too. I, I did like think about this like later on because Annie is like quite a bit younger because we've talked about this a lot, how much she gets like no attention, but hashtag justice for Annie. (laughs) But since since she's like quite a bit younger and I know like child acting laws have changed like so dramatically. Right. Like, I wonder if like legally, like I, when I was thinking about it, like 
there's a lot fewer child actors like her age that are like regulars on TV shows as yeah. as there used to be. Like I think about like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen on like Full House, like compared to like you yeah. know TV right. now, it's like a lot less acceptable. Right. So I'm like just wondering if you know, yeah, no, due to legal reasons, contracts and things like I that. I still hate it. I know she <laughs> she's so cute. She deserves more. I would have loved to have watched it to be honest with you I think there should have been at least an Annie episode (laughs) I agree I agree hashtag justice for Annie like (laughs) actress who plays Annie if you're out there we want justice for you yeah she's so freaking cute so so (laughs) I thought this whole scene with Randall was cute like after those two leave and then Randall's awkwardly looking at Deja and Deja's looking at him and he's like I guess it's just us two yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I had to laugh too because Deja tells him like this school's pretty white and he's like it is (laughs) it was so funny the way that Deja delivers the line was so funny when she was like this school is pretty white man like I I miss my drill team like yeah is ultimately what it comes down to and he's like there's drill here and she's like it is not the same drill well he tells her why don't you start one yeah I'm like, can you imagine for somebody like Randall in high school, that probably would have been like a very easy thing to do. Right. For somebody like Deja, who's like already gone through like so much and she's like very introverted and like she's had, you know, she's changed schools a bunch of times. Like that's a vulnerable position to put. Absolutely. Like I was like Randall, very out of touch with reality once again, like, but I just, but I thought this scene was cute. Like the whole thing was yeah. just like real cute. Um, and then after that, we see Kevin mm-hmm. and he's sitting by Kate. They're watching his movie. And then you see Jack beside him on the other side, an older Jack. And then you realize it's a dream. Yeah. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Um, but then Zoe's also there. Yeah. She's doing something on her laptop, which we find out she's transcribing um her documentary which is in French apparently yeah she's that's fun I guess (laughs) anything against French French people um but (laughs) (laughs) what are you saying (laughs) wrong I was like that's interesting (sighs) I I just think it's like of course, Zoe speaks. Zoe's French. a little pretentious. Okay, she is. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I so totally of agree. Of another language, like, yeah, right. It's very clear that Kevin has caught caught the feels. Yeah, he caught all the feels, and I, I love that he's like, "I'm the king of cash," and anyone who says they're the king of cash is absolutely not the king of cash. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he is a former king of cash. Right. He's a former, he's, yeah, a former King of Cash, a converted King of Cash. Yeah. Do you well, feel like, I mean, I know this isn't really this situation, but do you feel like boys, boys, do you feel like guys and girls can legitimately just be friends? Yeah, I do. You do? Mm-hmm. Do you think, though, one person always has to have the feels, though? Like something, like, because I, I think yes. I think yes. I don't think so, to be honest. I don't know, man. I think I've had one guy friend, not one guy friend who was straight, who who we both like had no feel. So I guess, yes, I, I agree with you. Because I like think about like my, 
like fiance's friends like I don't think that there's any attraction at least maybe I don't think from their end there's any attraction but I know there's right. from mine but I I, there's some of my like really good friends now too over like the years so yes but like I think that's a little bit different because Nick is like the segue into that though hmm. you know what I mean like, like it's a little bit friends. different yeah I like, mean, I think so. I think, think so. Because I think, I think I have guy friends that don't have feelings for me. Like, I know that there's. <laughs> you don't know that, though. That's the thing, though. You're yeah, naive you to think that, that that's true. But I'm just assuming. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing they don't have feelings for me. Like, I've had, yeah. I have friends that I hang out with sometimes. Yeah. I, I think you can. See, and in high school, I like my friends were almost exclusively guys. Me too, but I think they all had a crush on me. <laughs> the conceited. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They probably did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just call me conceited? <laughs> well, you're like, I think all of my guy friends had a crush on me. Well, one of them's my husband now. So. <laughs> so maybe maybe you were right. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to see if you felt the same way, but I'm trying you know. to think though, because at the time, like in high school, there was like definitely like a a guy of the group of guys that I was friends with that like I had like I had like a little crush on but it was like short-lived I think too like it was like mm-hmm. and then I got over it and then we were just truly friends you know what I mean like yeah I also feel like it was like a convenience crush yeah I get that yeah I think <laughs> I totally that's conceited <laughs> no but like I think that and maybe that's why like guys and girls that are friends often like do develop crushes as maybe it's right. more so out of convenience yeah just like right. when you're around somebody a lot like yeah I don't like that you're just like all willy-nilly about like liking somebody or loving somebody out of convenience but but it is like the, what you're saying I'm just saying like not to stage is a realist guys if you haven't found that out and then there's me who's like no I'm so in love with everyone yeah as much as as much as I think that like you can like have somebody in your life that's like the person you want to spend the rest of your life with I do not necessarily believe that there's only one person for every person I don't and I know that's a hot take I just I don't know yeah well I get it I don't I get what you're saying like you could be well so here's here's what I think we're getting very in deep because Kevin and Zoe are not soulmates but I think that you can have several people that you are well suited for, right? Okay. Okay. And maybe have one soulmate. And not everybody gets to be with that soulmate. Hmm. But you have a lot of people you're well suited for. And I know you disagree with me. Stop looking at me like I that. do. Okay, so I do disagree <laughs> with you. Because here's the thing is like if there was one if there was such thing as soulmates, there'd be a lot fewer people that ended up with like long-term marriages in my opinion you can still be right for somebody there's just like a soul that matches your soul and sometimes you don't find each other and that's okay or you're you're you chose different paths doesn't mean you weren't meant for each other it just means like you chose 
differently. Okay, but like, for example, had my life, if I had made like one different decision in my life, okay, I would have never met the same people that I have met now if I had chosen to go to for example a different college which I literally made on like a split decision okay like right flip a coin but, basically see but like it. here's my thing you're basically saying you believe in fate but you don't believe in soulmates I don't know if I believe in fate I'm saying it like, feels that way no I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that like every action has a Yes, that's the reaction, yeah. you know, and so yes. therefore science. that leads you to the people that you meet. Like you might not have ever met your husband had you not like gone to the same high school. No, I don't believe it. Okay, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, also, like out of convenience, like you know your husband because you live right. like you're from the same town, <laughs> like right. Just so everybody knows, Nick and I are kind of high school sweethearts, but not really because we dated briefly in high school and then broke up for a very, very long time. But in case you wanted the backstory of my life, <laughs> but I do, I do believe in soulmates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Sage and I disagree on this topic, but I just thought it would make a good conversation, which it did. I think I'm just more realistic about this situation. Yep, I know. <laughs> I'll never learn. I'm a very logical thinker. And this is why you swoon over like a like a touch, like a little hand grasp. There's nothing like, better than like a, a little hand grab. You're a like, little like stolen forbidden glances. Because dancing you, because to you that's soulmate level material it is so no not not to me it is <laughs> but to me when when jack says to rebecca like i'd love to i'd love to look at you all day while i'm whatever <laughs> to me that's like he's outwardly expressing his emotions. I also like outward give me both give me all of it <laughs> but, that's, but that's where the differences come in I guess you like see I knew this would make great great talking points and it did <laughs> <laughs> so anyway back to people who aren't so Kevin and Zoe <laughs> um Kevin's not like, it. I was going to ask, what? They are not it. <laughs> no, they are not it. Kevin was like, I was going to ask you to my movie premiere. And she's like, well, I'll be in Chicago. And he was like, that's okay. And he's like, I could take you to the airport. And she's like, no. And that's when he says he's the king of cash. Yeah. And that's kind of how that conversation ends. Yeah. I think she mentioned it was too soon in their relationship for yeah. her to go to the premiere. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we're with Randall and Beth. Yep. She's um, eating scratch chocolate. Yep. And she says that she has to go to work tomorrow, yes. which I'm assuming is like Saturday. Yeah. Um, and Randall says that he's going to take Deja to the rec center so that she can meet Sky because he feels like it would be good for her. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice thing to do. It was like, that would be fun. Meet people your own yeah. age yeah. who also have the same interests, like drill team. 
Yeah. And I feel like maybe Deja and Sky can relate to each other on different aspects. I mean, Sky has a single mom. Deja grew up with okay. a single mom. So right. It's relatable. Yeah. In some, some it is relatable. I agree. And then we're at Katobi. Yeah. They're they're going to the NYC premiere. Mm-hmm. New York City premiere. I do like Toby utters the words, this is too much. And I wrote it down because I was like, what a perfect line for a show where we have a podcast cast called that. That was funny. Um, I'd even notice it, to be honest with you. Um, I had to laugh because when Kate was having her like fertility hormone flashback, hot flash, what is that called? I cannot speak today. I don't know what my issue is. I'm like like a mess. I love it. Um, Allie can flashback. choose to keep that in or cut that out. Whatever, whatever <laughs> um, I think it's cute when we can't talk. Um, but when she's having the hormone hot flash, Toby's yeah. like, oh, girl, you look like you're in a white snake video. I had to laugh so hard because all I could think about was like the old like white snake videos. With, like, yeah, he really did look like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I... Yeah, they're just a lot. They are too much in for a while now. Toby and Kate have been too much. I do love the little lift driver who's like, "Good luck with your, uh, good luck with your IVF." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I really hope it works out for you guys." Like, <laughs> well, because they're like talking about how they want to keep it a secret, and then yeah. they're like a stranger. You know, it's just like funny. I know. He was cute. Good casting. One line. Yeah. But then we see William. Yes, we do. I forgot that William was in this episode. (laughs) My heart was not ready. Um, And we see him like riding and he's like sitting outside the bus stop. He looks very healthy, by the way. He did look really good. Yeah. I know. Those little jeans. I know. He's so cute. But he's Um, trying to help that preggers lady. Yeah. 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 Um, find we find out um, that this woman Gigi is the same woman whose daughter Randall is taking to go Deja to go spend time with yeah I thought that was like a really like I thought it was so cute I just I love the connection you know is her name Gigi or Chi Chi because I could not hear Oh, I'm pretty sure it was Gigi. Okay, I couldn't, I couldn't tell, and I was like, I wrote down Chi-Chi or Gigi. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm pretty sure Gigi. Okay, um, but yeah, like he just. So we're back to the rec center where Randall mm-hmm. is after we see this like flashback, and there's Gigi with Sky again, as you said, and then Randall's like getting stressed out about the rec center. He's like, "Why is there a chair over there? Why is there a hole in the wall? Why didn't anybody call about the hole? What's going on with the hole? What what is this? Why is it taking so long?" Yeah. Yes. Um. Basically, he decides though that he's going to go down to City Hall and talk to Councilman Brown because they're yes. calling and nothing has been getting done basically right and then we see randall in a flashback Mm -hmm. and he's talking to miss yvette who we haven't seen in a while yeah i kind of thought she was like gone forever so i'm glad that she's back yeah i forgot about this part completely um and he tells miss yvette and yvette's like we have to throw you a party you know which i also think it's weird that rebecca was not invited to the party 
See, here's the thing is I feel like had Randall said, can I bring my mom? Like, yes. You know what I mean? They would have, I don't think they would have had any problem with it. I think that probably, and obviously we don't know enough, I guess, of what was going on or why this party happened or anything. But my guess is Miss Yvette was like, you know, the Pearsons are going through a really hard time. Like Rebecca's probably not going to like celebrate that hard because she's not in a celebrating mood. So So as like a mom, let me do something for you because nobody else is right now. Right. Sweet little Miss Yvette. I love her. And then I love when her son is like listening. What's his name? Is it Marshall? I don't remember. I forget. <laughs> but he's on the phone. He goes, I'll teach you. I'll show you where all the parties or something are. Yeah. And Yvette like slaps and it was like, he's going to get an education. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the other thing is too, is so like her son goes to Howard. Yeah. So there's like a good chance too, that like this party, because I think originally she said she's just going to have him over for dinner. Like, oh, you have yes. to come over for dinner and celebrate. So right. I think this like quote unquote party could have been like, people that he knew from college maybe right or like her other kids because I know she has more than one she had two boys I think yeah so like there's like some extra people or people that like Randall may have gotten to know no yeah when he spent time with them over the years so maybe it wasn't as much of a party but rather just you know right they wanted everybody to come yeah, I agree with that. And then we get to a segment that I labeled the depressed Pearsons. <laughs> because everybody is crabby. Like, yes. like um, and then I wrote down, I was doing that thing where I get pissed at teenagers for being teenagers. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing is I feel like all of this is kind of Rebecca's fault, to be honest. It, with you. I agree. Rebecca, I was so thrilled when Randall like when teenage Randall like told her where to shove it basically because she was being awful agreed well and I also feel like okay so it's roughly like two months after Jack died we we somebody says that at some point right so we find out that they're house hunting two months after Jack died like that's like no time at all like right wouldn't I feel like maybe, maybe there's, you know, something to do with the insurance. I don't really, I don't understand how all these things work, but wouldn't you think that Rebecca was, would like stay in that apartment for a while, especially yes. because she says out loud several times, well, you guys are going off to college, you know, it's just going to be me and Kevin, you and Kate, you and right. you're going off to college. So like, why couldn't her and Kevin stay in that apartment that they're staying right. in temporarily? Like, why couldn't that? And it seems like a pretty spacious apartment. Yeah. And it's from like, what we see. And like, like she said, it's just the two of, like, it's in her, at least as far as she knows at this point, it's just going to be her Kevin. So, right. I don't know. Yeah. And Kevin, you know, is going to be spending a lot of time with Sophie anyway, because. Right. But she, Rebecca doesn't even like, I don't know. She, and I talked about this, the episode where she's like grieving also like for Jack. But my whole thing is like, as a parent, I think you have this like extra duty to make your kids feel safe, even if you are grieving. Yeah. And like, she's not fulfilling that role. 
Yeah. Well, and I, I feel really bad for them because at this point, like they don't really, the kids I'm speaking of don't really have anybody else in their life. Like I think about like, if this were my, if I were in the same situation as them, I have grandparents that are still alive I have aunts I have uncles and people like that I can lean on and like we know that Rebecca has a sister but we've never seen her yes we haven't Rebecca has a horrible relationship with her parents yeah they suck Jack's parents suck and are both dead I think at this point in time yeah they might be both dead at this point yeah and then we know like they obviously don't didn't know Jack's brother he's dead at this point right so like all these things yeah (laughs) and no support they have Miguel right who like I get that Miguel is like probably a close family friend to them but like he's not the same as like an uncle per se I would say maybe because of just because of like the nature of him him and Jack's relationship like I feel like they did a lot of things like as friends not like Miguel like come for Thanksgiving you know what I mean like types of things I totally agree so yeah it's like really just them and Rebecca yeah yeah um and then I think after that we see Katobi again Mm mm-hmm and Toby keeps doing this knee bouncing thing. Yeah. That happened earlier in the episode too. And then we realize on his phone, he's looking at like antidepressant withdrawal and what happens. Yeah. So clearly that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then Kate's in the kitchen discussing whether she should wear a tiny Megan Markle hat or not. And I would say it's, it's a never for me. I wrote not. <laughs> yeah. And Rebecca's like, I like the hat. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why? Like, why? Yes. Yeah, I think not that great. It, it's very Kate. They put her in some weird outfits. They so. do, but I also feel like that goes back to her weight. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's weird. I think um, it's weird too. And then we see Toby and he's like, look at how hot I look in my suit, which I admire the way Toby dresses all the time because I think he looks so good. Yeah. Um, and then Miguel comes out in his <laughs> little suit. <laughs> I know. That was really cute. And Toby that was so like, cute. Yeah. Um, and then Miguel's like, I'm hungry for pudding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is, this is very, all of this is so weird to me. Okay. So I, Yeah. Right. Like, Miguel opens the the fridge. Right. And he's like, ooh, caramel pudding. Okay, weird. Weird food to choose. <laughs> Second, why why was the caramel pudding like the I don't understand because this is a shot. It's right. not it's not like pills that you're like mushing into applesauce for a dog. Right. Right. Like, so why was there caramel pudding in the first place they were hiding it in the caramel pudding that was my understanding too but it seems like they brought it because like (laughs) because Miguel makes a comment I haven't seen this stuff in years or something (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm saying like so it seems like Kate and Toby brought it yeah I'm like why didn't they like why didn't they put it in something a little bit 
cucumber slices or in a lunchbox. That's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Like why? No, I agree. And then if like, I don't know, I guess like the lunchbox would have been more like, I guess who cares? Like my whole thing is like, maybe <laughs> I don't know. It's over you. At any rate, the shot falls out of the effing pudding. And then Toby, yells, Toby, I'm a heroin addict. <laughs> It was literally so funny. The delivery of that line is so good. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was really funny. Um, and then that's all we see in that shot. Yeah. And shot, no pun intended. And then we're back to William. Why are you just covering that was so her cheesy. face? She's um, embarrassed. Um, then we're back to William mm-hmm. making some soup, listening to some jazz. Mm-hmm. And then he hears uh, Gigi's baby crying. And he goes over and he's like, hey, I made too much food. Do you want some? Yeah. He's so sweet, too, like how he like tries to get her to take it. He's like, you I know. know, you would be doing me a favor. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> nobody says that about extra food. But that's he's the sweetest human being on Earth. And I very much missed him being on the show. I know. Me, too. I know. Um, Gigi is beautiful, by the way. Yeah, I agree. She's like absolutely stunning. Um, but you know, William's like talking to her and she's talking about her husband and how they were going to see the real cowboys. This whole scene actually broke my heart. I was having a rough time. Um, but see the cowboys and then she decided to move to, um, Philly area. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she asks him if he wants to. Hold the baby, hold little Sky. And he was like, sure. And she was like, you're a natural. Yeah. And he was like, oh. And then she asks her, hey, I have a narcotic, narcotics anonymous, um, like my five year sober meeting, um, you know, the rec center. And we find out it's at the rec center. And, you know, he's like, you meet a lot of different people down there. So you might want to come. Yeah. Well, and he mentions that there's other people with small children and yeah. just sweet. Yes. Um, then we are seeing Randall and he's on the phone with Beth. It's like real quick, but he's telling Beth that the councilman is getting his hair cut. And Beth says, so what are you doing about it? And Randall says, go and do his barber. <laughs> and Beth's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> I think this is the cutest scene. I also love when Randall's like, that rec center is a mess, blah, blah. And Beth goes, so you're thinking about buying it? yeah that was funny too yeah (laughs) but I just I like it's a very that whole scene is like really tiny but I just loved it yeah I loved it it. then we are with Rebecca and as she keeps touring the house we keep hearing Jack's (laughs) voice um and then we see Randall come out and he's like where are you today like you're you're not with us like you're not here you're not paying attention you're not doing this and basically he like calls her out and he's like, have you been noticing how much Kate has been eating? Have you, do you notice that Kevin's drunk most of the time? Um, and her she's response like, is awful, by the way. Yeah. I don't know exactly what she said, but I feel like it was like along the lines of like, what do you noticed, want me to do but, about it? Yeah. It doesn't care. <laughs> right? she's like, what do you want me to do about it? They're grieving. Yeah. Um, your kids are 17 and in high school that's your response like yeah 
Um, and basically he tells her that she said she was going to step it up and she lied because she hasn't. Yeah. I loved this. I think teenage Randall had every right to say it. He's being the parent. Well, that's the thing is I feel like he's at this point, like, or he feels this way. I don't know as though it's like a hundred percent the truth, but Randall feels as though he's being like burdened with everybody else because he's like, and here's the thing is I don't necessarily think that he is responsible for Kate and Kevin. I agree. But as somebody I feel like he puts that responsibility yes. on himself because yes. of who he is. Yeah. Right. And I was just, that's exactly what I was going to say, because I would be, I am like Randall in that situation where it's not really my responsibility, but like who else is taking care of it? No one. So I guess I'll do it. And then I get frustrated about it, but it's really my, ultimately my fault. Yeah. Like. Right. But I don't think Randall's in the wrong for saying this to his mother. I don't either. I think, like, nobody else is going to say this to her. So, like, yeah. if if he wants her to snap out of it, like, I guess this is the only way, you know, so. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then we're at, we're in the car mm-hmm. um, going to the premiere. And... Miguel is trying to talk about IVF and he says, what are those, what's your friend's twins name? The cute little twins with the weird names. <laughs> Eloise and Plaza. I'm like, are you joking? How, how worse can it get? Like it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I so loved funny. it. Um, but, and then Rebecca is being absolutely awful in my opinion. Yeah. Rebecca is acting like, a loon and Kate's like just spit it out like just say it and she's like have you guys considered all the risks yeah I'm like (laughs) and it's a risk it and then she's like uh then Kate I think is like what what else are you trying to say she's like for someone your size yeah and I'm like oh my god what are you doing yeah that was pretty rough Um, it was rough and it Toby gets looked disgusted. I don't know if you yeah. noticed that, but like we, you did catch a glimpse of his face because I watched yeah. this twice because this is where I like left off. Left off. Yes. Break. Yep. And like the second time I noticed, like Toby looked absolutely disgusted at Rebecca. As he should have because she's yeah, awful I, in this. Rebecca is awful all, all around in this episode. Remember guys when I said I was going to give Kate and Rebecca a better chance and now here I am bashing them <laughs> episode one and two. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and that's all we see at that point in time. And then we're at the barbershop. We find Councilman Brown. Um, and this guy who plays Councilman Brown is in a bunch of the Marvel shows that were on Netflix. Um, Daredevil. Um, he's definitely in Daredevil. And I think he's definitely in um, Luke Cage. I don't know if he's in the other two. But I love him because he's like this morally kind of ambiguous guy that ends up being like good. Like you like him, though. But um, he's really good in that. So I love this actor that they picked. Um, but he's basically acting like a politician. Randall's trying to like level with him. Mm-hmm. And be like, this rec center needs stuff. You said you'd take, bring people out. Um, you know, and then, but in this scene, I just want to say Randall is so good at talking to people on like their level sometimes. Maybe not Deja when he's giving that huge speech to her last episode. Yeah. But um, just like talking, Councilman Brown is like talking about his dad. And um, 
just talking about how like that rec center meant a lot to him that his dad didn't want to close down. And you're like, yes, they're relating. Everything's good. And Randall's like, and then he's like, yeah, I was the deciding vote to close it down last year. Right. And he's like, I've disappointed the guy. And Randall's like, well, I work hard to make both of my dads proud that died. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Um, but then Councilman Brown says that he's going to send somebody out later to fix it. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like Randall should have known that. To me, that felt really empty. So I, I know. yeah. I, I think Randall's about- too trusting, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It is Councilman Brown, right? I'm saying the right yes. person. Yep. Okay. Um. Then we We're at are Kevin. With... Huh? Kevin. Yep. Kevin. Yeah. He gets that mm-hmm. gift package with wine in it. Who said that? My guess is probably like his agent or someone. Somebody like that, probably somebody that like doesn't know him super personally. So yes, I was like, because that's what I'm saying. Like I, I none of his family would have sent it. Obviously, no. you know, no. Zoe, I don't think would have sent it because I don't think that she. I don't. I think she knows he's sober, right? Yeah, I feel like we would have seen if it was somebody like that. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, what I mean? it could have even been like the hotel or something like that. Like. Because he is right. a celebrity. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's like it true. could have been something like that. So yeah. And then we see young Kevin drunk at the football field, just shouting. Not shouting, yeah. but pretending he's like scoring a touchdown and being the crowd and all that good stuff. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Um and then Rebecca is awful in this scene. Okay. Rebecca and them get to the house. Also, Miguel is super snarky at this point in time to Rebecca. Did you notice that? Yeah. Well, I think he, I think to an extent, I don't know as though I would call it snark, but I do think he was like trying to get her to stop. Like, I think without like, without creating more conflict, I think he was like trying to get like, it was pointed to try to get her to be like, she knows everything about IVF because of those two twins. And I was like, Ooh, Miguel spicy. Um, and she, Rebecca's like speaking of some Australian study that she yeah. like, looked up on the internet. Super and... annoying. Like I just this I hate her. Like I I I know that's mean, but like I like sh- she makes it impossible to like her in this episode. Yeah. Um, Kate and... is also rude to Kevin, and I know it's not on purpose, but it's rude. I yeah, I think that this is like pretty. I don't know. I feel like this is really crappy of Kate, to be honest with you. I, it's pretty I know crappy of Kate like, for Randall also. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. feel like she was very, like, self-centered in this point. And she says, basically, that she's the only one that's going to be able to carry on a piece of dad. Yeah. And I think Kevin is, like, rightfully very upset. He should be upset. I was like, that's a freaking rude thing to say. And why would she just assume that, Kate? You don't even have a baby yet. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the, they're the same age. Please keep right. in mind, they are the same age. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So just because Kevin doesn't have a kid doesn't Just because Kevin doesn't have a kid. Have- right. And Randall genetically isn't necessarily passing on genetics yeah like I just think that's like a very insensitive thing to say yeah well that's the thing is I 
and maybe this is just because I feel this way, but I feel like you can pass on parts of somebody. And I think this like episode is like leading us to believe this, obviously. Yes. You can pass on pieces of somebody without it being like genetic. And I think that Absolutely. that's what Kate is like choosing to not think of right now. Yeah. I think I'd much rather pass on a personality trait if it's a kind one than yeah. pass on something genetic, you know? Also, her and Toby have only known each other for like a year. So what's saying that Kevin isn't going to meet somebody and have babies? I agree with you. you. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Um, I also want to say that I know, I feel like the show tries to make what Toby does here, which is flip out, basically. I put Toby, my man, exclamation point. I know. They, I feel like they were trying to make him like look like he was look like crazy. Or and like I was like, this is absolutely lashing. justified. Yeah. Like, he said, shut up, Rebecca. This isn't about you. And I don't care that he said it because someone needed to. Like, yeah. Well, it's true. It's not about any, any of them except for him and Kate. Like, so you know, they've discussed this, they've made this decision, like, right. at the end of the day, like, it's nobody else's, like, decision to, to right. say anything about, I guess. So but I, I do feel like they tried to make it look like, like, tried to make the audience feel like he was crazy. But me yeah. on, I was on Toby's side. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So then we are with Randall back at the rec center. Yep. He's waiting. Um, (laughs) yep, he's waiting. And then we see like a quick flashback to William at his NA meeting. Um, and he said that this five-year anniversary felt more special than his own birthday. Um, and he tells the story about he started using when he lost his mother. And then he talked about how his mother was the only family he really ever had. But then he goes on to say that like, he's come to find family in the community that he has there which I thought was just so sweet it's a really lovely scene where he just goes around the circle and is like talking about everybody and then he sees Gigi walk in yeah and he's like and my neighbor who told me I was a natural at holding a baby which really is like the highest compliment yeah I was like this is so lovely yeah and then we see Randall replacing light bulbs in the the lamp the street lamp. yeah i do love him for that like i i know Gigi or chi chi like it like was like later she's like not mad at him but kind of like mm. but i love it we can talk about it when we get there because yeah, i have yeah, like comments about it yeah i do too um and then we see young randall mm-hmm. he's going to miss yvette's mm-hmm and he freaking apologizes to his mom, which I'm mad about. Yeah, I know. Um, and then, like, Rebecca kind of, like, gives him a sob story to make him feel, yeah. like, so bad about it, too. I put, he should 100% not be sorry, and she should 100% not be telling him this. The problems of the parent should not be put on the child. Agreed. Agreed. Because here's the thing, is I feel like Rebecca, like, wants to lean on Randall because she needs somebody, but, like... Randall has enough like responsibility as a 17 year old like he doesn't need to take on this responsibility for his whole family and like that's this position she's putting him in right um after and I would just like to say that's after they were all like spreading Jack's ashes 
like at the funeral and she was like you neither of you have to be the man of the house right but it feels very much like i know randall did this to himself a little bit but it also feels like she is like yeah i feel like so i feel like for the most part randall does put it on himself but rebecca isn't self-aware enough to know that she's making him feel that way right does that, yep. if that makes sense like i feel like no, he, because he could be like kevin he could absolutely just like disassociate right. and like grieve however he needs to not that i think that kevin grieves in a healthy way but like he just kind of is doing his own thing by you know going and getting drunk all the right. time and probably right. hanging out with sophie and ign- ignoring everything else right um, so i do like randall in theory could be doing that he's just you know he's more concerned than kevin so right concerns himself with these issues yep exactly um and then i think we see rebecca and jack maybe in like a flashback uh yes um and there there's like an open house and jack's like let's just go take a look and rebecca's like no He's like, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you realize that everything that she'd been hearing throughout the yeah. day was really not his like voice in her head, but really like a memory of what happened a couple. Yeah. Ago. I actually liked that. I liked the idea of that. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. I have a question because we it just kind of came into my mind. And now I'm like curious. Out of the three Pearsons, the three Pearson children anyway, who do you yeah. think? has most healthily processed Jack's death. I feel like we've talked about this before, but I think I've like yeah. put, put new light into it a little bit. I, uh, I don't know because so I feel like if you would have asked me after the first episode where we find out he's dead, right? Mm-hmm. I probably would have gone Randall, Kate, Kevin. Okay. Like, like first season. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Now that at this point here, like I'm not talking about teenagers. I mean, as, as adults, them now, Mm -hmm. like now that Kevin has gone through all this, I actually feel like at this point in time, Kevin may have done more work than the other two. So I'm like reflecting back and like as teenagers, I think that Kevin, as much as like, I don't think this whole like drinking thing is healthy. I think that Kevin processes it much better than the other two. And let me tell you why. This might be a little bit of a spoiler, but it's like nothing super major. But we find out Kevin. So Randall stays home with Rebecca. Kate stays home with Rebecca. Kevin goes to New York City. Okay. But don't you think that's Kevin running away from it a little bit? No, because I think that it's like, at least I look at it like Kevin is more apt to be able to move on. I think that there's things he like ran away from. Yes. But he was also like willing to like, he was moving on, I think better than the other two where like Randall and, Kate by staying home with Rebecca who's like obviously going through it real hard 
Right. Like they, they don't get to like move on from that as much. Whereas like Kevin is like by himself, he's with Sophie in New York. Right. So like, he's yeah. not constantly surrounded by like that. Right. And I do think about like episodes to come with Randall, like in college where I don't think he pro like, I think about things like that and I'm like, yeah, awful. Like not yeah. good. Like well, and I think about the not. same thing with Kate too. Like, I Oh think, yeah. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing is I think like even early, like episode one, you know, season one of this show, I, like reflecting back, I think that maybe even Kevin had handled it. The, I guess, but then I think about Kevin, like when Sylvester Stallone comes and Kate is being really good about processing like the grief and Kevin's like such a douchebag to her about it like yeah. when he hurts his knee and is like mean and Kate's Kate's really great in that episode like talking to Sly yeah I think they've all got things like obviously that are yeah but I did like I wonder if that does like make a difference like I do I mean obviously it's all like right fiction <laughs> right, but, but like, I do think like Kevin's grief process I think like at least when he was young was probably healthier than the other two yeah I think you're probably right Minus well even later this is not like a super spoiler either but like later when they visit Kevin Randall Randall and Beth I think and Rebecca still teenagers but in college visit Kevin mm-hmm. in New York City remember Kevin's like tries to set Rebecca up with his teacher that's what I'm saying. Yeah, professor, like, I think, yeah. I think Kevin has like better grasp of like moving on. And I think like to an extent, part of that is because to in order to move on, like you just kind right. of have to jump into it. Right. And like but I know I also that's, think like, maybe heartless and stuff. No, but, but like, do you think cause some of it has to do with the fact that Kevin wasn't there? What do you mean? Like like he wasn't there when Jack died. He wasn't part of the fire. He was separated mm, from it. That's true. So he didn't see the horrors that went on. That is true. But I also know that like on the flip side of that, like, and we we know like this is a big point of contention throughout. He right. like feels a lot of guilt also for not being there. So he's also getting like, right. he didn't see the horrors, but he feels like a certain way about that you know right. what I mean? so I don't know yeah yeah I just thought that was interesting because I'm like no it's like it's a good question it's a good question I don't know if there is necessarily like a right answer yeah you know because I think any of them in a certain context is probably the right answer I mean yeah. you could even say Randall because Randall moved on and Randall married Beth and Randall had kids and like did like you know felt like that's how he honored his dad's memory like I think you could pick any true, one of yeah. them in different facets of life. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like reflecting but I like on your, this no, fact I like that this, like Randall has yeah. a lot of stuff he hasn't processed. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is Rebecca's fault. That was But I do feel like at this point I would pick Kevin. Like yeah. at this point. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good talk. Yeah. Um <laughs> so then we also see like with this whole flashback and Rebecca with this house thing too, she mentions like, where would we be now if we had bought that house? And yeah. I feel like that's also like, I understand what she's saying. Like maybe. Yeah. But you're like living in like what ifs and that's like exactly. not like 
it's kind of like what you're saying when we talked about soulmates. Um, like it would be a complete, obviously it would be a completely different set of circumstances, but my whole thing is too, you would have taken the crock pot with you, girlfriend. So who's to say but their new house could have had batteries and the smoke detectors. That's true. Like there yeah. could have been lots of things and that's right. she might not have used that same dish towel. You yeah. Know, she like, might've put the dish towel two inches to the left. Like who knows? And like, yeah, no one knows. Things are like, and like, what ifs will drive you crazy? Like, you can't exactly. be doing that, you know? Exactly. So, but I, didn't I know also, that was what she was doing. So, yeah. I also think Mandy Moore is so good at looking so sad. I thought this when I was watching this and I was like, oh my God, she really does look like someone who's just so sad. Like, yeah, I agree with that. She's great. But, um, and then after that, we see Randall, uh, mm-hmm. and him and Deja and Chi Chi and Sky are all leaving the rec center for the night. Um, and Gigi says something really beautiful to, or Gigi, I'm so sorry. Gigi says something really beautiful to Randall and is like, you know, so much of you is William, which I'm sure I think about Randall in that moment. And it probably meant so much to him, that piece, you know? Um, and she's like, but you're not, you know, you're, you're not one of us though, because you didn't sit there and like hang out with people at the rec center, get to know anybody. Yeah. Like you basically dropped Deja off and left. Yeah. And this, I, I get what she's saying because I I feel like he's seeing problems and I understand. Yeah. Go ahead. Here's, here's how I look at it is like, it's a situation like when somebody in like an upper class situation is trying to fix a lower class problem. Like that's kind of like what's happening here. And like, it's almost like that upper class savior kind of moment is like what Randall is doing right now. And like, I'm not saying that I don't think he shouldn't help. I'm saying that I think he's like going about things the wrong way because clearly like, and here's the thing. And I, this might be like a little bit of foreshadowing with uh, Councilman Brown. I can't remember a hundred percent. But he talks about like closing that rec center that like his dad worked so hard to help save. Yeah. And like, imagine how Randall gone down there and told like the councilman, well, we don't have X, we don't have Y, we don't have Z. Like this is, these are all the problems. And the councilman said, that sounds unsafe. I can't have people there. Right. Shut down. You know what I mean? Like Randall, right. Randall wants to help the situation, but he's not going about it in the way that they right. need because he doesn't understand what they need. Right. I think that's fair. I think you're right. I um, do on, on the flip side, mm-hmm. I understand why this, I feel, I feel so hard for Randall in this episode, like teenage Randall, this Randall, because it goes back to him not feeling like he belongs anywhere. Yeah. And I think that's so like, it's such a sad, his face at the end when Kevin says what he says to him, like, hurts my soul in so many ways like it just like destroys me but um yeah but I I totally agree with you that's exactly what I thought too um so then we're at the premiere Mm -hmm. um and Toby is nowhere to be found right and Kate also apologizes to Kevin which she should Mm -hmm. um and then um and then Kevin kind of says like 
to Kate, like, you know what? No one ever took me seriously. And you know why dad was so hard on me? Because he was the only person that took me so seriously. Yeah. And I thought that was really, but this is, this is also why I think Kevin has processed his grief. Like, I think going back to it, I think that's like such a good, like self-aware kind of like therapy moment that he has worked through because yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Also like as much as like, we know that Kate meant passing down Jack's genes genetically. Right. Um, I think Kevin also realizes that through like his work as like an actor, like right. he can pass down a piece of his dad's legacy for many years to come. Like think yes. about like, movies, like people watch movies for hundreds of years. Like, yes, you know what I mean? So right. in a sense, like Kev- Kevin, I think is very self-aware of the facts that even if he never has children, like he is still passing down a piece of Jack. Yeah. And I totally, I think the fact that Kate said that was like ludicrous, actually, like it, it really makes me mad. Me too. Uh, me too. It's I don't very think- annoying. There's any situation where I think, especially because they have an adopted brother, like that is like probably right. the worst part about it. But right. also, like, you th- yeah, you think she would assuming... be a little more self-aware, like yeah. because I think she has so much going on, and I understand that. But she's so self-centered all the time, a lot of the time, not all the time, because sometimes I think she's good at reading people's emotions. But like when she gets stressed out, she's like so self-centered. Yeah. So, um, but Kate, they walk into the premiere, still no Toby. Kate needs her shot. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca's like, I'll help you do it. And Kate's like, no, it's fine. And she's like, no, I'll help you do it. So they go in the bathroom. And I just want to say the public restroom is not the place to have this intimate conversation. <laughs> like, yeah. I just can't stand it. Um, so they have this like conversation and Rebecca's like, I'm really like, She's like, I should have said something when you were eating. I'm really just like, because your dad died, I'm always afraid something's going to happen to you kids. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. I would like to say, mm-hmm. I love the flashback of her and Kate on the couch mm-hmm. when Kate's eating that delicious fudge striped cookie that looked so good <laughs> to me and I immediately wanted one. Um, and Kate's like, I gained 25 pounds. And it's just, and like, I do love, but I love Rebecca in that moment when she's like, you've had a hard few months. Take it, take give yourself some grace and take, be easy on yourself. Like, I think that's a wonderful way to approach it. Yeah. What the hell happened? I don't know what happened after that moment. What happened though, is that the subject was never brought up ever again. Right. And so I think what the show is trying to show, and I, again, I don't know as though this is like the correct way of going about it, but I think what they show is that it was never brought up ever again. So then Kate spiraled quote unquote out of control. Right. Because Rebecca, Rebecca was like, take it easy on yourself. Like that's what I'm doing right now, basically. Right. It's never talked about ever. (laughs) Right. I do love that moment though. I wish Rebecca would have kept handling it like that instead of being like, not a good mom. Like, but that's neither here nor there right um and then we see kevin on the red carpet and he gets a text from zoe yeah who's like watching the premiere like live streamed our movie premieres live streamed i was like no i was thinking to myself i'm like how is she watching i guess i shouldn't say no because sometimes if it's like a huge movie like they're like 
Access Hollywood or like ET, like okay. Entertainment Tonight and stuff, they do do like promos and stuff. And especially with like Instagram. So maybe there was like a live stream, like from yeah. Mario Lopez on Access Hollywood. But like, I don't, it, it, if it was a huge movie, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just was like, I was like, wow, this is like fascinating that she's watching I know a movie premiere for a movie that's not even out yet you know yeah that's interesting interesting. but they do they do that sometimes on like those like yeah okay smutty entertainment shows um and her text says pick me up at the airport next week here's what time my plane gets in don't get don't be late yeah um which is her way of saying like I'm ready to take the next step seriously yeah yeah ew gag me um then we see Beth she gets to the premiere (laughs) Yep. And her dress again. Of course, because she is like top perfection. Notch. I wish I was as cool as Beth. I think this all every time I watch this show, I'm like, Beth's so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, um, and then Toby shows up mm-hmm. and he's like, sorry I overreacted. And then he says, like, sorry to Rebecca. And I'm like, why are you apologizing? Please stop apologizing to Rebecca when she doesn't deserve it, people. Again, though, like, they were just trying to make this look like it was, like, out of control, Toby. That's, like, I know, but it, like, wasn't. Like, I'm, like, I feel like that's justified anger. Like, remember when Jesus flipped over all those tables in the temple? Like, (laughs) those people deserved it. And so did Rebecca. (laughs) I just, like, (laughs) don't have time for it. Goodness. Um, And then Beth kicked the proposal's ass. Yep. And, um... And then Randall's just talking about how he doesn't fit in anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then we see Randall. Wait. Oh, we see a flashback. Young Randall. Yeah. yeah. This was we sad. See young Randall. And he calls Howard and he says that he won't be attending anymore because he needs to stay home for his family. So sad. I also thought it was very sad when he sees Miss Yvette and her husband dancing. Oh, yes, I know. That was really sad, too. It was terrible. Um, And then he asks Kevin, um, so is this movie going to make me cry? Yes, I wrote, Kevin says, well, you cry at everything, so probably. Probably. So I wrote, this Kevin and Randall exchange is Sage and Allie on the daily. (laughs) Like, is this going to make me cry? And then Randall goes, can't wait to cry buckets. Yeah, (laughs) that's literally me um and sage being like yeah you cry at freaking everything um so yeah and then and then kevin stupidly says to randall like without even thinking like the stupidity is passed from kate to kevin and i know but i blame kevin less because he's like yes i agree with you he a wasn't the one that said it right he was relaying it to Randall because he was hurt. Right. So and he then was like seeking. In turn accidentally yeah. hurts Randall's feelings. Yeah. After Randall had a shitty day. Like, yeah. just like, but yeah, he's like, yeah. And then Kate was going on and on saying she was the only one that could pass over a pe- pass a piece of dad down. Um, and then you just see little Randall's face sink. And then freaking Kate's like, waving from the other side of the room so and, I, and that was it and that's, yeah that's the end i didn't love this episode i'm not gonna lie to you 
This is probably my least favorite episode we've watched. Really? I wouldn't say it was like my least favorite ever. I don't think. I'd have to think about it. But yeah, it wasn't one that I like super enjoyed. Yeah. I still cried though. And I don't cry very often. I know. I know. It was William. I know. He gets me every time. Was that your tissue tracker too? Yeah. Yep. When William was talking about his community. Yep, yeah. that's where it got me. me too. Got me right in the heart. It was like a heart punch. Me too. Yeah. When he's talking about how being told that holding a he was a natural holding a baby and how that was even better than his birthday. Yeah, right. I don't even like babies. I <laughs> I was like this is beautiful. <laughs> so, how about your yeah. least favorite moment? My least favorite moments um, was Rebecca, the whole episode, just in general, as a human being. Okay. Like, I just, like, this whole episode, they made her so unlikable in every, like, every situation. They do this with Rebecca, though. I know. This is what I'm saying. Is like, Rebecca goes from, like, yeah, like great. Points and right because last episode I was talking about how charming Rebecca was during that date. I know. I know that's what I'm saying. And here's the other thing that was like never resolved was the William and Rebecca and Randall stuff. Never yeah. resolved. I don't think it ever gets resolved either. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like Randall just kind of forgives her and they move on. Yeah. Yep. That was annoying. My favorite part to end on a happy note is when uh well is William the whole th- William's whole self <laughs> but specifically when he's at that NA meeting talking about um yeah. you know his life what about this you we're we're again we're not the same we weren't the same last look week. at that for both we don't have any we don't have either wow. so my least favorite was Toby's yelling at Rebecca but not for like the reasons like I I liked that he yelled at Rebecca yeah disliked how they tried to make it seem like he was crazy that's what I meant by like yeah that's a good that's a good one like I just don't like how they were trying to portray him like yeah and I I don't think that that should have been used as like a side effect to his anti. Yeah, like, look at him, he's crazy. Right. Like, I think that's what they, I honestly think that's what they were trying to do. Cause then I agree with like, you. What's wrong with you? I've never seen you act like this before. Like, that's not it. We have seen him act like that before, not yelling, but like when Rebecca tries to pit him against Kate when she's singing that one time. Yeah. He's like, I'm not siding with you. Stop it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Completely justified to me. Yeah, I no, I absolutely agree. I um, would like to hear viewers take on that. If people are listening and would write in, do you think do you think that's what they were doing with Toby or do you have thoughts about it? Like, yeah, I just want to hear somebody else's opinion. Like, does somebody have the opposite opinion of us? I guess. Yeah. Write to us. Yeah. So that was my least favorite, actually. Um, okay. And then my favorite was actually um the little like montage with Kevin and like his flashbacks and flash forwards when he's talking about how Jack was the only person that ever took him seriously and how yes. Jack never got to see him act wow and that's like, like a very hot take of you 
him on the stage going but just because I felt like it was like very like emotional and I think like it did a really good job of like what they're going to do with Randall in the episodes to come in showing the ways that Kevin is passing on pieces of Jack Mm -hmm. like they did that in like 30 seconds in this episode in my opinion and I think that they're going to do some of that with Randall in the coming episodes if I remember correctly is there yeah I think there are ways in which he like does carry out his father's legacies yeah um but yeah I I really liked that wow I love that yeah I also think that um what's his name that plays Kevin is like such a fantastic actor I know I don't understand I think it's like I'm like, was the Academy not taking him seriously? Like, does he feel like Kevin Pearson? Maybe. Because I think he's extraordinary. I do too. I'm like very, very impressed with... Like, he's not just beautiful, which he is beautiful. He looks like his face was chiseled out of freaking stone. But like, I just like, he's like wonderful. Yeah. I'm very excited to watch the three episodes of each of them because I want to do... Like something where I like, like I, now that we're watching them, I want to like pick who's my favorite each time. Yeah. Which Kevin, Kevin's all, Kevin's here. That episode was beautiful. Like, it's probably the, I don't know. That's probably like my, if not my favorite episode. I mean, it's up there. It's really high up there for me too. It's like top five for me of yeah, the whole show. Too me too yeah. at least to the point that we've rewatched. yeah but I think it'll probably stay there it's an excellent I do episode too. I do too um how about pop culture pick would you like me to go first you want to go first I can go okay so my pop culture pick this week is called single drunk female um yeah. it's a Hulu show. it's yeah. actually really cute um it's about this like younger woman who's like she has a drinking problem she's getting sober um and that's like basically all it's about but it's just like very like light-hearted for like such a serious topic um and it's just it's cute it's a cute little show funny and season two is coming out which is why I felt like it was appropriate to recommend so by the time that this episode airs season two will be out on Hulu um I think oh. it's a Hulu show so I'm excited oh I see Ali Sheedy isn't it from the breakfast club okay yeah her carol it says her name is carol yeah she might be like the mentor Mm. um that she has so yeah it's a it's a cute show i'm i enjoyed season one i'm looking forward to season two so and it's short like you could you could binge it pretty easily if you just needed something great i'm excited yeah um my pop culture pick is um a well instagram handle kind of um they also have a podcast but it's um a registered dietitian that is um i know you recommended someone who was um an intuitive eating counselor as well um but i think it's important because i think people i just i'm down with diet culture is my whole thing um and i this kate episode made me so mad so i thought that i would stay on brand but it's fine.food.freedom um, that's the handle on Instagram. Um, her name is Sammy. She's, I like her cause she's a little bit spicy. Like some of the, uh, intuitive eating dietitians I follow are like sassy, but yeah. not like this. And this woman, I love her. 
she takes on everything and is like so she's out for blood and i like that <laughs> about her like yeah. so and it's i think you know sometimes you need someone like that especially yeah, you know absolutely. when you're wired to think that you should be you know part of diet culture so that's what i'm recommending i hope everybody likes her but she's on instagram um, and she also has a podcast. I haven't listened to the podcast. I've just listened to like little blurbs of the podcast. Um, but yeah. So awesome. that's mine. Hey, cool. Done with episode two. Hooray. Yay. I'm very excited for the season. Me too. The first I, two episodes are a little slow, but I'm like very yeah. excited. They were a little disappointing because I yeah. think that we hyped ourselves up for yeah. this season so much We've yes been, like, for so long like can't wait to get to season three we're almost there so um but I think it's you know only up from here I agree also um wanted to say our listeners jumped like crazy jumped um Sage pointed that out to me so if you're new and listening welcome I hope you're having a good time and if you're somebody who was listening and just happened to catch up now also welcome back um yeah but we'd love to hear from you. So again, if you want to write to us an email, it doesn't have to be, I mean, we do mini sodes if it's something you want us to talk about on there, or if it's something you think is too much and you want to be featured, um, things like that. Or if you have topics for the mini so that you think we should cover, um, questions, comments about this is us any season, really, because we do the recaps with spoilers, um, you know, comments, what you think about Toby in this episode. Um, you can write to us at this too much pod at gmail.com or slide into our DMS on Instagram um, at this too much pod. That's our handle. So um, yeah, we hope we, we thank you for listening. It's very nice of you. Sage and I like doing this just for fun, but it's nice to know people are listening. So yeah, I agree. good times. All right. Well, Sage, anything else? Nope. I think that's it. All right. This was us. This was us. Bye.